Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Back and better than ever, baby. It's the good guys. Jarvis Jeffries. Terrence Smith. What's good, people? That's Terrence. Nick Ely. What's up? That's Nick. And we've got so much to talk about here on the Great Debate Show. Week nine. Week nine is officially wrapped up in the books. And it ended with Terrence Baltimore Ravens getting a hey. victory over the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. And um, we had to had to, relive, had to relive too much of the 2012 or the February 2013 Super Bowl 47 game in that Superdome where they showed it all night long of uh, the lights going out and, <laughs> and, and, and the Niners losing that damn game in the Harbowl that everybody remembers and that I just try to forget. And for some reason, they just don't let me. Uh, Terrence, how you doing, man? How you feeling? You know, I'm great, as a matter of fact. Oh. Uh, I, I have, I've had better nights, but I've had worse nights. But, you know, tonight it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, we're going to get started. We're going to talk about your Ravens. We're going to talk about uh, how likely it is that the Ravens, you know, how far they go, how likely it is that the I Ravens can get to there. The, you see what I done there with the likely? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no Mark Andrews, but likely doesn't look bad. Uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But first, we want to just briefly break this news about Frank Wright, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, fired. And some people think that that was long overdue. Me, I was never too hard on Frank Wright. I never really saw Frank White as, you know, the whole issue. It just seemed like they just couldn't get the quarterback thing figured out. Everything has went wrong with the Colts since Andrew Luck said, I'm done and I'm retired. Now, Frank Wright getting fired is not the breaking news, really. More so of it's it's more so of who they replaced him with. Right now, as of right now, the interim head coach. And mind you, um Reggie Wayne is on the Colts coaching staff, uh, if anybody didn't know that. And so, like, that means he's on the coaching staff. That means he's some type of assistant coach plus playing football. So he may be a little bit more qualified than the guy they went with, but that's neither here nor there. Jeff Saturday, a Hall of Famer, responsible for blocking for Peyton Manning. And he was a damn good center in the NFL. He's the new interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Nick, I'm gonna let you start off first since you played football. You were in the trenches. You played a lot more than we did up until what the collegiate level. Uh, Nick, well, no, the question I have for you as far as football is gonna be when we get to Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry, but but still, the Jeff Saturday is the head coach now. Guys, do you think this was the right move, or what do you think Jim Irsay is thinking here with the Indianapolis Colts as they sign? Was they have Jeff Saturday in as the interim coach, and this had to been, this had to been, um, it had to been brewing for quite some time because like he had a news press conference and everything all in one day. This all happened to uh, on Monday. So guys, um, just what are you, what are your thoughts on this? I know y'all got a lot to say about it, so have at it, please. So first off, yeah, go ahead. Apparently, apparently, Jeff Saturday was actually in in town already because they did. They were inducting um, another coach player into the the Ring of Honor for the. I can't remember who the other player was, um, but somebody was being inducted into the Ring of Honor, and so Jeff Saturday came back for that. So what they're telling us, sure is he was. <laughs> he showed up. For, he showed up for that, 
and they decided to fire Frank Wright, and then he gets hired because he's apparently been interested in coaching. Now, the little bit of Twitter research that I did told me that just Saturday, two years ago during the pandemic, coached a high school team to three and seven. Okay. Um, to my understanding, there's nobody currently on the Colts coaching staff that has ever called a play in an NFL game as a coach. Obviously, Jeff Saturday played center. He, you know, was involved in making calls, particularly for the line, blocking, whatever else. But nobody's called a play as a coach on their coaching staff in an NFL game. I understand that we got bigger issues to focus on when it comes to getting certain owners out of the league, i.e., um, the owner of the Washington Commanders, whose name I'm blanking on right now for whatever reason. Um, Jay, uh, yeah, Snyder, there we go. But Jim Irsay is somebody that we need to talk about because the idea that, that this is a decision you make and you don't have anyone on your on your staff that knows how to call plays in a game, that's tanking if I've ever heard of it. And I agree. I think I think it's the curse of Andrew Luck retiring early um, that, uh, that they're still kind of holding the Colts, which is – Unfortunate, but it's kind of what Jim Mercedes deserves, I guess, this is how he's going to do business. My problem is not them firing Frank Wright. My problem is the fact that uh, they doggone well knew who the replacement was before they fired him. Because there's no way, even though they can say all they want about um, him being here for a ring of honor ceremony, they doggone well knew what was about to happen. And the problem with it is, like you said, is this is absolute tanking. And, you know, we talk about diversity all the time, but when there's a, a, a distinct opportunity for diversity, a lot of these, these white owners still don't don't really approach it the correct way because, as Jarvis pointed out, Reggie Wayne is on their staff. Reggie Wayne has been an assistant coach all season long. I think he may have been there last year, too, as an assistant. I'm not quite sure on that. But anyway, the point is, this was very, very predetermined for Jeff Saturday to come in and be the head coach. And it's a shame that there are so many qualified black coaches out there who still get passed over by somebody with no experience at all. But, guys, listen, unfortunately, this is the reality. Because I don't know if you guys know, and I don't really care to to die too much into politics, but affirmative action is on a Supreme Court ballot. It's on a Supreme Court docket. And at some point this year, uh, affirmative action as we know it, will probably cease to exist. So these opportunities won't just they won't just be in, in, in the NFL. It's going to be pretty much anywhere else also. Um so that's that's very unfortunate. But this is this is also very unfortunate. And listen, Frank Wright, I, even though I think that in the off season he should have been fired, right? Like I I just feel like at this point it was no turning their franchise around. They legitimately did not cover from losing Andrew Luck. But the 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 this team's bad play to me is not all on Frank Wright. Um, and if you look at his record, he had a pretty, he had a pretty good record while he was the, co- uh, the coach of the Colts. But they just didn't they just didn't recover from Andrew Luck, and it's just like they weren't trying to recover. Um, they just put band aids on their quarterback situations for the past three four years, and it's the end result. This is a quarterback league; you got to have one, and they never got one. So my only pushback to you, Terrence, would be that to some extent, the fact that he went and did got Jeff Saturday, as opposed to, you know, promoting Reggie Wayne and going to get another black coach to fill his interim role, is that 
kind of like in Carolina, even though Carolina obviously it's just been kind of more of a miracle to turn around. Indianapolis is a train wreck. Like, I think I think what would be more likely to happen, and I won't even take credit for this being an original thought. I saw uh, Bomadi Jones kind of tweeting about it, and in essence, what he was saying was that you know essentially you could have a black coach get in this situation and the train wreck continue to go off the tracks. And now it's evidence that, oh, maybe this guy's not ready to be a head coach. So it's almost a blessing in disguise that, you know, that it wasn't a black coach that would, that got that opportunity and to further kind of, you know, push that stereotype. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can see that. I can also see it where you say, hey, let's get this guy some experience. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I think that's what they're doing with Saturday. It's just it's a test ride. I mean, yeah, you get some experience, but – if he fails miserably, then it's experience that pushes, you know, his his uh, a good opportunity that much further down the road for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see both sides of it. But let me ask you guys this question. I think we've been on this long enough already. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are named interim head coach, do you put Matt Ryan back in the game? Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, because I do. It depends on how his shoulder really feels. Uh, if, it's, if it's back to getting – if it's getting back to normal, yeah, I think, I mean, how much worse could you be with him? You got this young guy named Ellinger who just doesn't seem to be ready. So, yeah, I probably would. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with y'all. I mean, if Matt Ryan's arm works at all, he's better than <laughs> Sam Ellinger. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't watch a lot of Colts football. Right. I've seen a little bit of Sam Ellinger. I remember him in Texas. I never looked at him and thought, that guy's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Which Matt Ryan debatably, debatably was at some at some point in his career. So, if you know if he if he's good enough to throw the ball, then healthy enough to throw the ball, I should say, I I put Matt Ryan in there for sure. Matt Ryan has an MVP, right? He does. Okay. Yeah, he does have one. Uh, like I said, there were there were times in his career he's a borderline great player. Mm-hmm. And he has that MVP under Kyle Shanahan as OC that uh, the few yep. seasons that he was there. Speaking of Kyle Shanahan. You know, Cal Shanahan hired a general manager because he was hired before the general manager was when he first took the job in San Francisco uh, in 2017. He hired John Lynch. Guess what? John Lynch had never general managed nothing. Nothing. I mean, maybe at the local Walmart or something during his college days or whatever. I don't know. But he didn't. He never was a general manager in any level, professional, collegiate, or any of that. So... Yes, he had played football. Yes, he had been in the broadcast booth. But there was no experience to be a general manager. They done it, though. So, so I guess I'm so just my, trying to my, say is that everybody's acting so surprised and so stunned that Jeff Saturday got this job, which rightfully so, but this happened five years ago when the Niners brought in John Lynch with no experience at all as a general manager. So my pushback on that is, and, and I guess, well, let me be clear about something. So, I do agree that it that it is another you know kind of kind of more timber to the fire so to speak in terms of talking about you know any lesser experienced white candidates being able to get jobs that more experienced black candidates aren't. Um, but from a standpoint of the the egregiousness, I guess, of the decision, you know, with a general manager, it's not as if you're in the heat of battle or the heat of the game having to make you know, split-second decision, a decision within 10, 15, 20 seconds, you know. If John Lynch can identify talent, then he can bring in the people around him to help, um, you know, kind of work with the numbers and work, you know, hey, th- these are the guys we can, if you make this decision, 
these are the guys we can go after based on what the money's going to look like. If you make this decision, these are the guys we can go get. So it's it's not quite as bad of a decision. It's not quite as egregious of a of an overstep, in my opinion. Um, although obviously general manager is a higher position within the organization, it's not. It, it, there's a difference in what the job requires that makes it not so much of a of a bad looking decision to me. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of see both sides of this argument. I just I just think that we have been held to a different standard for so long that. Regardless, it still doesn't apply. But I, I just, if I'm an owner, if I'm an owner hiring a GM, if I got to choose between, if I have if I have candidates, right, and I'm, I've got a, I have to hire one of these two positions without experience, I would probably rather have a GM without experience because I just feel like coaching is it's kind of like Nick said, you're out there in the field, you're in the heat of the battle. Um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. But a GM, you could probably still have a get the GM a mentor or something that's not as bad, and and it's not in the public eye all the time. But the camera is always on the coach, so you got, to me, you got to kind of have somebody with some experience, which is why the Jim Saturday thing still just kind of doesn't really relate to me. I I feel like that's but anyway, I guess I just give them a trial run, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I got to mm-hmm. choose between the two, I, I would probably just rather have a GM without experience, hmm. in that opinion. But now, but now. I, there's a difference between not having general manager experience and not having experience at all. Like John Liz left the doggone announcer booth and went to be the general manager. And of course, Jeff Saturday is kind of doing the same thing, leaving, uh, leaving ESPN and going, uh, going to be the head coach. So both of these to me are unprecedented. Uh, John Lynch has done fine and maybe Jeff Saturday would do fine too. Yeah, I mean, look, I man, this is the. <laughs> well, look, I, I I hear your arguments, and I and I I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you all. I, he's unqualified. It is it is what it is. But mm-hmm. look at the way of the world that we're in now. This happens more than not now. John Lynch, general manager. You can say he did a good job. You can say he did an okay job. Hell, you can say he did a bad job. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, my thing is, no, he shouldn't have traded DeForest Buckner away. No, he shouldn't. And I don't know if that was all him, but he's the general manager. So he's going to get the, he's going to get the pushback for it if the things don't work out. And, you know, certain things like drafting Reuben Foster out of Alabama, his career is done. You know, drafting people like Akilah Witherspoon, nobody. Uh, drafting people like. Okay, Reuben Foster, come on. Now. That's not, we, nobody saw that one coming. What's that? Reuben Foster, but we all thought he was going to be good, right? I didn't. No, Solomon Thomas. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was going to be great. Yeah, it seems right, like, like, it, like, well, he was like Alabama's defensive Trent Richardson. Well, here's the thing. This is how I knew it wasn't going to happen. See, if he was, if he was drafted by your team and your team had been scouting him or some things like that, you probably would have heard some of the whispers that I heard. The man we got, did scout him. I was mad we didn't draft him. Okay, so you heard about him getting thrown out the draft? Like he actually, he literally got kicked out the draft over some. I, some I didn't dispute. care about none of that. Okay, all right, fine. Don't care about it. We didn't either, and you see where that got us. He's injury prone. Is he going to be able to play football? Okay, well, where is he playing? We'll figure the rest of that shit out later. Where is he playing right now, Nick? Right, that's where the problem came in. That Uh didn't work out. Yeah, and so my thing is, maybe if you had an experienced general manager, he would have caught it. That's what I'm trying to say. But, again, that's neither here nor there. He wasn't experienced. He got the job five years later. It looks like he didn't do half bad. I'm pointing out the things that he did do bad, though. Solomon Thomas getting picked at number two overall in the 2017 draft. What is Solomon Thomas doing right now? Do you even know who the hell I'm talking about? 
for that, for that matter. Okay, he's not doing a damn thing. You know who was in that draft that we passed on in the 2017 draft? We picked Solomon Thomas at number two. When Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and all of those guys got picked later in that draft. Man, please. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just saying that, you know, hey. I mean, at least you didn't, at least you didn't pick the first quarterback in that draft and it was neither of those guys. Well, no, we didn't pick the first quarterback, but that's only because we picked the first D lineman who was a bust. And so, either way yeah. it go, we we dropped the ball miserably. Now, I'm not sitting up here pointing out at all the bad things only. There's been good things that the Niners have done. But but the best thing that that was was drafting Nick Bosa right after they had traded for D Ford. And that still turned out to be a flat because D Ford, we got one half a season out of him in 2019, and that was it. The rest was history. Andy Reid knew that. Wait, as who was their first quarterback? I said D Ford. I said D Ford oh, no, and Nick no, Bosa. Nick, Nick missing the first quarterback. Who was the first quarterback in that draft? Some guy named Mr. Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, gosh. T knew that. You knew that, didn't you, T? Where you at, boy? Yeah, I know. I know, man. Look, that was uh, – and people were telling oh, me, oh, oh, your Niners. People was telling me my Niners should draft Mr. Trubisky. I'm like, man, get up out of here. <laughs> you know, I, maybe Deshaun Watson, because I'm not really feeling these quarterbacks. I did see that Pat Mahomes guy out of Texas Tech. He looks like a black Brett Favre or a, a biracial Brett Favre minus the turnovers. However, he just, he just too damn – all over the place. He's just, you know, he, there's too many ups and downs to him. And so I'm like, eh, I'll pass on him. I don't know. He looks good when he's good, but he also looks – I just seen some Brett Farfish in him. Well, Andy he, Reid he – got, he, got, he got all the best qualities of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, oddly enough. Yeah, and I saw some of that in college. I just didn't think that he would be what he is today. But Andy Reid did. Kudos to him. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know diddly about him in college. I, like when the draft him, I was like, who the hell is Patrick Mahomes? Right, and right. And I saw the highlights, I was like, oh. Yeah. But the whole, the whole point I'm trying to make is, and I don't think nobody is right or wrong in this situation, is just that, look, you, you shouldn't be hiring people that are not qualified. However, sometimes it can work. Just take it, take advantage of the opportunity and do the best you can and knock it out of the park. Because if you don't, it'll go back to, well, we knew you weren't qualified anyway. What, do, what else do we expect? But you're not going to get another shot. You got to take advantage of that shot you get when you get those shots that you probably don't deserve. But, I mean, this is the way of the world now. Look at Jake Paul, Logan Paul. These guys, they're boxers and wrestlers and entertainers and YouTube figures, and they've done nothing, you know, other than whatever they did on social media. Look, But look at them now. They've got over 30 million followers and whatnot. So, hey, yeah, it is. Uh, our president, Donald Trump, or our former president, he wasn't qualified, but he was the president Not of the former president. He was the president of the fucking United States, though. You know? So I'm just saying, like, hey, sometimes. I was, sometimes, I was a Canadian citizen for them four years. <laughs> no, you were not. Sometimes Sometimes you don't have to be <laughs> sometimes you don't have to be qualified, man. It just depends on what you do when you get it. I mean, you know, we didn't go to school to podcast, but we're podcasting, you know? And I'm not saying I, this is I gonna work for, for Jeff Saturday. Journalism. You did what? <laughs> I went to school for broadcast journalism. Okay. You went to school for it. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I hear you, but I, I but I didn't. I am trained for this. <laughs> I understand. I'm just saying, look, man, so make the most make the most out of your opportunities. And that's just it. I didn't go to school at all to do anything that I'm doing right now. You know? So I mean, like sometimes it can work, sometimes it won't. And I'm not saying the Jeff Saturday thing will, but John Lynch is still a general manager right now for the same team that hired him when he didn't have any experience. One thing about John Lynch though. He hired the people that know how to do what he knew he couldn't do. 
And he admitted that when he got the job. Now, well, let's see what Jeff Saturday does. But anyway, enough about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is a tank, though. It looks like that, T. You're definitely right on that. This definitely looks like a tank at its finest. But, man, I, I feel for the Colts, though, because they just they just – it just they just went from sugar to shit ever since Peyton Manning said I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and move. We we mutually we've agreed to mutually part ways, and they've got another quarterback in the wing coming out of Stanford. This young guy named Andrew Luck, and they thought that they were gonna be fine, and then he retired, and it just has not been the same. It has been downhill ever since for them, and I, I feel for them though because they tried. I, I, I'm gonna leave it alone, but I'm a, I feel for them because they did try. They went with Philip Rivers, didn't work. They went with Carson Wentz, didn't work. They tried Matt Ryan, that ain't working. But they have gave it a shot because they haven't been far away. It's just been a quarterback. Um, but anyway, uh, moving Colts on. Colts have now acquired a, a Chicago Bears, New York Jets type curse. They're going to pick bad quarterbacks for the next 50 years. Hmm. Yes, I don't know, man. It's just the bad card they've been dealt, though. They definitely have not been dealt a good hand, that's for sure. And they, they, they keep getting that hand when you're playing spades and you see nothing but red, not one black in your hand. Yeah, that's what they keep getting held. That's what they keep getting dealt. All right, but we got football games to talk about. Not all, but we do have some. Week 9 is over with. Let's start with Terrence and the Ravens on Monday Night Football. The Ravens get a win. They're now 6-3 and three after beating the New Orleans Saints. This was not close. We never really thought that this would be a close game. It They didn't blow it away. So so they kept you on the edge of your seat like, okay, the Saints, they, they if they could score here, it's a game. But they never would. They just never would. Terrence, you were never happy about Roquan Smith going to the Ravens. And we understand why, my brother. We really do. Right. But we did try to tell you that, well, that defense is going to be a lot damn better, though, when they get him. And you just got to see it, you know, play. They gotta, you got to see him play. And they did. And, boy, was he coming out eating. He was hungry early in this game. I know they didn't get the receiver that you're looking for. Uh, they had Deshaun Watson play his first – I mean, Deshaun Jackson play his first game as a Raven. And I know you want more. But um, – you you were on to something when you said the Mark Andrews injury could be a blessing in disguise. What did you get mm-hmm. from the offense tonight, uh, Monday night, from uh, Lamar and his 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 uh, what he has to work with out there? No Duvernay either. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I I thought outside of some issues getting lined up in the third quarter, and Lamar missing a couple guys on the run as he you know trying to throw the ball on the run, uh, their offense looked good. It it, it was definitely. Um, I don't want to call it a great offense because I still think they are missing something over the top. But uh, it was definitely a good offense and a good performance. And, and Lamar can make that offense look good, right? So uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the offense that they didn't go out and also they, they didn't go out and, and, and contribute to losing the game. Uh, they got the Ravens defense a lead. They kept the lead. Even in the third quarter, you know, like I said, outside of a couple of issues here and there, mm-hmm. they continued to move the ball even when – and here's how you know a team can run the ball, right? When the defense knows you're about to run the ball and you still run the ball right at them and get positive yards, that's when you can run the ball very well, and that's what the Ravens can do. And I love Kenyon Drake in the backfield, so that worked out. Kenyon Drake is definitely a good look for y'all. Um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed early on and throughout the game with uh, with Roquan Smith. He definitely brings a, a better a better element in the middle of the field. Play our defense uh, for sure. Um, I was, I was happy to see Deshaun Jackson get on the field. He almost had an incredible play down the sideline. I don't know. I don't know if y'all are watching that one, but when Lamar, you know, he uh, got some pressure, 
dropped the ball, picked it back up, ran to the sideline, and slung it 60 yards in the air. And, uh, you know, debatable whether or not it might even been pass interference on that play to uh, to Deshaun Jackson down the sideline. But that would have been a hell of a play. Um, you know, I was I was impressed with the Ravens tonight. I thought they were pretty good. Um, the Saints are, to me, a slightly better team even than what their record shows. Yeah. Uh, they're at 3-6 th- at and six now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought this was a good a good matchup for the Ravens to kind of see where they were. Um, Isaiah likely looked good again. He only had one catch on the night for the touchdown, but uh, you could definitely see him getting in position to make some plays. Some of that, quite frankly, was Lamar's fault. He uh, he missed on a couple of passes that, uh, you know, later in the season <clears throat> and into the playoffs, you would like to see him make those passes and complete those because um, some of them definitely could have, you know, kind of put this game away early, kind of like Jarvis was saying. So, But uh, all in all, good, good performance by the Ravens. Yep, I don't have any much, to, nothing else um, to add to that. But what you all said, the Ravens. Keep in mind, I've been saying all season, even during the the meltdowns that they've had, and if it wasn't been, if it wasn't for those meltdowns, three of them to be exact, they could very well be nine and zero right now. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. They're not. I understand that, but um, they could be. And then Nick couldn't be the only one. He wouldn't be the only one talking all of the stuff that he talks now that his team is the best, has the best record undefeated <laughs> in the league. Terrence could be doing the same. But that's neither here nor there. They're 6-3, and three and they're good, and they're playing good football. And I have been saying that I won't be surprised if Baltimore is one of those teams that just sneaks into the playoffs or gets into the playoffs, and nobody's really not thinking they're going to make much noise because everybody's still – you know, drooling over Josh Allen and the Bills and Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's just drooling over over all of these guys in the AFC, and they're forgetting about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and what he can do. All right? He may not yeah, be And that's how we like it. I, I didn't really like you. I feel my thunder right there either, man. I had said nothing about my my 8 no Eagles the whole show, yeah. and you're going to bring them up before I get a chance to. Yeah, I mean, because we knew on. it was coming. Man, it was, we knew it was coming. <laughs> hell. <laughs> but the yeah, Ravens, but, you know, I won't be surprised if the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be surprised though if the Ravens are, you know, one of the last few teams standing when we get down to, you know, the postseason and you know, knocking them down. We'll see. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Ravens; they are now six and three. And um, moving on, uh, three and six for the Saints. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But uh, Michael Thomas done for the season with a toe injury. Jarvis Landry hadn't played in I don't know how long. I mean, they just – Marshawn Lattimore either. Just the injuries are piling up on them. And, again, the a- NFC South is not lost. But they need these guys to play. And they won't get Michael back for the rest of this year. And we've probably seen him in a Saints uniform for the last time also. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, I think he wants out of there. Yeah. Uh, Clearly. Is Sean Payton going to coach the Colts? Or is he just going to wait on the Cowboys to fire Mike McCarthy? I'm talking about Nick. He's waiting on the Cowboys job, without a doubt. Yeah. Waiting on the Cowboys job. Okay. All right. The Colts don't have anything to entice him with other than money. And he can make that broadcasting if he wants to. What do the Cowboys have? I mean, they got a better roster than the Colts. They they got a division they can at least compete in. Mm. They're going to lose it because the Eagles are better than them, but they can at least compete. They can make a wild card. Yeah, yeah. So you don't think the Colts would be better if Sean Payton was calling the plays? But what they got the, now? The, the Colts would be better, but I'm saying Sean Payton would like his chances better coaching Dak Prescott than whoever the hell is going to be the quarterback of the Colts. Mm-hmm. I think he still hates he didn't get that Miami job. Uh, also, he was ta- he was talking to somebody in an interview, and I'm like, Man, he really wanted to coach the Dolphins, it looks like. it. He missed that Because he was supposed to be coaching Tom Brady. 
Oh yeah, that's right. It was Brady. That, it was, that's it was what Brady. The whole, that, that was the whole that thing. That was the tampering. Yeah, that was the tampering thing. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and and kicking all of that under the rug. Nobody's mentioning or saying anything about that anymore. Is this suspension? Was it the whole year, or was it just? I think it was just like a few games or half half the season. I don't remember. But. Well, for Stephen Ross, who who knows? I mean, what what does a suspension for an owner even mean? I know, you can't right? go to the game. Yeah, right. How how you gonna tell playing. me? I can't come Nobody's to the stadium. looking on the TV, going, "Ooh, I hope I see the owner on the broadcast today." Nobody gives a damn. That is true. And again, they're playing good football. Nobody remembers that anymore. Nobody cares about it to talk about it. Nobody's talking about it, and they're damn sure not Brian talking about a million dollars or whatever it was, ten million or something. I don't know. Yeah. And they're not talking about Brian Flores and his lawsuit against them at all either uh, in the NFL or whatever. But, yeah, the Dolphins, anyway, they look good. They're still winning. And they had a tough battle in Chicago against the Bears, but they still prevailed, hung in there and got the dub. Tua doing his thing. Tyreek Hill looking like an MVP. Still leading the league in receiving yards and all of that good stuff. The Dolphins keep keep it going. Uh, I think they're now 6-3. and three. The Bills lose to the Jets. Guys, uh, in, any, anything y'all want to say about the Bills-Jets game? Do, do you guys think this is the upset of the year so far? Uh, it's either way. It would be this or the Panthers beating the Col- I mean, beating the, uh, the Bucks, or It can't be the Panthers beating the Bucks now, as bad as the Bucks have been. They've lost to so many other yeah, teams also. But, but, like, nobody thought that was going to happen when it happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who, didn't the Steelers beat somebody? Uh, they, beat they beat Buffalo. The, they beat the Bengals earlier, I, mean, I think. The Bengals, but, yeah, that doesn't. Who did the Steelers beat? The Steelers did beat somebody. They beat, they beat the Bengals week one. They beat one. the Bengals, yeah. Okay. I thought it was somebody else. Okay. No, nah, that's – yeah, that's not enough for me. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Not not week one. This may be it. Yeah. T, you may be yeah, right. That, that, that might be it so far, Tash. You might have called that one. Yeah, this may be yeah, it. Yeah, I think it is. And and not only just not only, not only the records aside, but just the 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 the, the pedestal that people have put the Bills on. But guys, I gotta say this about the Bills and, and Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I did enough point of this. No, that wasn't Jeff Saturday, it was Teddy Bruski. Pointed this out on, on ESPN uh on their mor- Sunday morning show. But the the Beatles don't really have that killer instinct. They're really cute, right? Like they want to throw for four or five hundred yards, and and, I've all, and I think I mentioned this earlier. We had a lengthy conversation on an earlier episode. They don't like to run the ball, and uh, that just defense, man. They are they are geared geared up to stop the pass. So I, I guess in hindsight, I don't want to say it shouldn't be a surprise, but the Jets are built to stop those guys, and and that's a situation where the Jets, I think, were kind of gearing up to stop. Patrick Mahomes and all those teams, but you know they look up in their division and and, and uh, Josh Allen is there, and uh, and they're just built for those guys. So this this is going to be a struggle for I think the Bills for years to come now because all these guys are young also. South Garden is legit, man. Uh, I, South I Garden is one of my favorite players already. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many times we said this already or how many other places uh, people may have heard it, but South Garden can play, man. Like that's it's not fake. Uh, I mean, he's had a, he's had a pretty decent lineup of receivers he's had to see this year, and you know all of them, all of them. Even, I mean, Stephon Diggs had five catches for ninety three yards, but I don't think uh, I think only maybe one of those catches was actually on Sauce Gardner. It was it was a pretty deep one. Um, it was like uh, the first play of the game, I think. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know him and the rest of those guys on the defense, man, they, they're showing up every week. Uh, Robert Sala's got about a shoebox full of receipts at this point, so. 
Um, I'm I'm really curious to see kind of how uh, particularly the AFC East goes down the uh, down the stretch here because you got the Bills, you got the Jets, and you got the Dolphins who are also very good. Uh, the Patriots, you know, obviously are more of a distant fourth, uh, but those three you can definitely put, um, you know, kind of in the same basket together, uh, along with maybe the Chiefs, and then of course above uh, above them is obviously the undefeated Eagles. There it is. There, there it is. Well, um, not not too much for me to you know say about that. Uh, I agree with all of, with all of your comments there. Um, what else do we have here going on from Sunday's games? Oh, okay. So that is the Jets. Big ups to the Jets again. Robert Salah still still taking those receipts, and I got to check Gardner out myself, man, because I haven't really just got to watch a Jet game in its entirety. And I don't think anybody can say that they've done that. <laughs> but still, they are winning. And they do have an amazing talent. Yesterday. You watched the entire game? I did Most not. of it, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I did I, I watched, you know, of a 60-minute game. I probably watched 50 minutes of it, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not, I know he wasn't on digs the entire game because he doesn't move around. They're not moving him around yet, I don't think. But when he when Diggs was on him, I saw Diggs get his. But again, um, Diggs, Diggs only had about maybe six, five, six catches. I don't, I don't know if he got a hundred yards or not. I think he was close to it. If he didn't, ninety-three. Okay, I was, I, I was close. All right, five for ninety-three. I don't know. That wasn't all on Gardner. So I'm, I don't think it was. So I'm sure if it wasn't, then I can't say much. But I need to check this guy out though, because you all are kind of giving me a lot of Revis Allen. Uh, vibes here, you know, the real Revis vibes, and I, I need to check him out. I'm, I mean, y'all hadn't said that, but I'm just saying that I think him, because it's the last time they've had a, a, a real decent corner, or shutdown corner, that is, and sounds like yeah. he's, sound like he's, he could be him one day, so I need to check him out a little bit more closely. Uh, elsewhere, though, in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey and the Rams lose. Oh, yet- wait on this one. <laughs> yeah. They they lose yet again. This time they lose to Brady and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers finally get a win. I think we all called that one. And um, finally the Buccaneers get a win. It took the last drive for them for them to do it. But you just knew if they still had a shot and Brady was getting the ball back, you just knew he could do it, and he did it. So the the Buccaneers get the win. The Rams get the loss. I've been saying this all season long. The Rams have more L's in their future, and they do. But this loss here probably shouldn't have happened. They Did they give this game away? And not only that, the comments that Jalen Ramsey made in the locker room after the game, he said, basically calling out his offense, he just said that he wished that there was a, they had somebody on the offense that had some dog in them, somebody that was just going to go out there and just – just go take it. Do what they had to do to put points up or to finish the game. Somebody told him when he went to the sideline, good stop. We're going to need you for one more. Ramsey said, F that. We just got the stop. Now y'all get the damn points or do whatever you got to do. We shouldn't have to go out there and make another stop. Uh, this is where I come to you, Nick. Uh, first, since you've played and you played all the way up on the collegiate level of football. If you play d lineman. If somebody's telling you what they told Ramsey going to the sidelines and the offense is coming, that old Miss offense is about to come on the field and they need to put this game away, what are you going to say? Are you going to say this publicly or are you going to just holler at your boys in the locker room? 
Jalen Ramsey That's my came dog. into this season and maybe still is considered by most to be the best cornerback in the game right now. Yeah. And that makes him probably the second best player on his own team, only to Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. which is arguably the best player in football, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of us that have played football understand that when some guys get to a certain level, there are certain liberties, whether it's the things they can say or the things they can do or the places they can be or whatever, that they are afforded. That being said, I think in the position that their team is in now, um, particularly because their defense, even you know, with all this being said, hasn't been the greatest or hasn't been to the level that was expected of them going into this season. It's it's not it's not beneficial for you to then turn, you know, and and point the fingers at your teammates in a public way. Um, I, I think I'm I'm more of a person that would lean towards, uh, hey, you know, unless 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 Jalen Ramsey is at a point where he maybe no longer wants to be a member of the Rams and. He sees himself going somewhere else um, because that's that's just kind of something that's kind of generally understood. You just you just don't really do. Um, you don't really go and point. You know, if you're gonna point, you you point thumbs before you point fingers. You know what I mean? And so uh, you know, it, the, the flip side of this would be uh, like Josh Allen. You know, after the after the game yesterday, they lost to the Jets. He's hey, you, you can't you can't win expect to win a lot of games when your quarterback plays like shit. And he's a quarterback, so you know, obviously he's pointing thumbs there. Um, so I, I didn't think it was necessarily the best move that Jalen Ramsey made. I understood it. Um, I definitely understand, you know, that sometimes frustrations boil over and you want to hold people accountable. Um, you know, some of the, some of our own favorite athletes in other sports, you know, Jordan and Kobe and those guys are well known for, for having, you know, called their teammates out publicly. Uh, but, you know, by the same token, Jalen Ramsey to this point in the season hasn't quite, then this season hasn't quite shown, um, you know, the level of production that he did previously to kind of warrant him to make those comments. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually, I got to agree with Jalen Ramsey. Listen, <laughs> they get, the, they, they get, they make the goal line stand. The game could have been over right there. The defense could have very well given that touchdown up early, but the defense puts the ball back in your hands and all you have to do is run out the clock. I think that all they needed was one first down. Maybe I don't think that I think that's all they needed was one first down and they couldn't do it. And that's just that to to me. I don't want to say to me because I, you know, I, I haven't been in those shoes, but that's got to be disheartening, right? Like you go out, you you stop them from getting winning the game, and you got to go out and do it again. And if I'm not mistaken, nobody had any timeouts. At least that was part of Jalen Ramsey's quote uh, that there were there were nobody with timeouts. So it's just like just get a first down or two and win the game, and that's all it takes. Oh, oh. So, so to be very clear, now what I'm going to say publicly is going to differ greatly from what my reaction is going to be in the middle of the game, at the end of the game, when you come to me as an offensive player and say, hey, get ready to go back out there. We need one more from you. I'm not going to tell you explicitly how I would phrase my response to said player. I would just say that it's not going to be pretty. I I do agree with you that I'm going to tell you, you need to go do your job. We just did ours. You know, goal line, stand, stop. Hey, that's you know, and now you got the ball back. Both teams got no timeouts. It's your job now to run the clock out. I shouldn't have to see the field again. So you don't need to be coming to tell me to get ready. You need to be getting ready. Yeah. And then if I have to go back out there, then that's on me to be ready. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's the, yeah. That's the just get a first down too, man, to close the game out. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen, yeah. it's Tom Brady. You can't keep giving Tom Brady chances. No, of course we should know that by now. No matter how bad they've been playing, you just can't. And 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 they got burned by it. They gave him another chance, and that's what they get. Uh, I agree with both of you guys, if that makes sense. Uh, Nick, I agree with you. You can't say that publicly. Um, now, me personally, if it's my seventh, eighth season in the league, I'm not going to say that publicly. If it's my first, if I'm still in my rookie contract, I'm probably going to say some shit that I probably shouldn't be saying because I hadn't figured it out yet. I'm still young. I'm not even 25 yet. Uh, that's just me if I was the player. But I agree with T, too, because let's be honest, you all. Jalen Ramsey didn't lie, did he? He didn't say nothing no. wrong. And I'm with him. Damn it. I didn't got to stop. I didn't did my job. All right. <laughs> now, I ain't putting in no overtime. Y'all, my contract don't, don't, it don't require that. Matthew Stafford getting more money than me. You make a damn play. Um, Allen Robinson, who is starting to come along a little bit more now. Cooper Cup, I know he was on a bad leg or ankle. But, uh, man, y'all make a play. Just one first down. That's that too much to ask for. So, no, he shouldn't have said it publicly. But, again, he didn't say anything wrong. Anyway. I, I would argue that he should have said it publicly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he definitely I, did. I, I, sometimes, sometimes you have to kind of – you have to say things to get people fired up sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, look. You know, that, that, that reporter gonna, is going to come to you and say, hey, what do you think about what Jalen Ramsey said? Yeah. And really, as a defense, you can't say anything, but you know what? Hey, we should have gotten a stop. I mean, we should have gotten the first down. Mm-hmm. You know, as I mean, an offense, I, I'm sorry. Hey, man. So look. yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with even with saying it publicly. Sometimes you have to use the media to get your point across. Hey, man. If Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers had said it, it wouldn't be anything said to it. So yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, absolutely. It shouldn't make that big of a deal with Jalen Ramsey saying, and I agree. He's got a championship, a Super Bowl ring, and he's done enough to say that. I think. But anyway. Keep it moving. The Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football came up short against the Kansas City Chiefs, 20-17 to in overtime. We talked about that game briefly, Nick, on uh, Friday, and um, I think we both went Kansas City. I wanted to go Tennessee. As you, as you watch the game, you can kind of see why I wanted to go Tennessee. They did what I said they would do. They would run the ball. They would try to keep Mahomes off the field. I don't know if they really kept him off the field that much, but like they played good defense though when Mahomes was on the field and they ran the ball when they were when they had the ball. It just they didn't take the training wheels off of Malik Willis. Or I could be wrong, but what's your what's your guys' take on that game? Because even though the Chiefs won, and that's no surprise to anyone, but I think it's a surprise on how hard it was for them to get this win. Even though the Titans have played the Chiefs good over the years. He was one and two coming into this game against the uh, Titans, Patrick Mahomes. That is now he's two and two with the win. But guys, uh, the Titans should have won this game. Uh, what do you guys make of that game? Uh, do you think Nick? You said something earlier in the day. You said I don't want to hear a damn thing about my Eagles not being the best <clears throat> in the league uh, after watching what Buffalo and Kansas City did on Sunday. So I'll start with you on that, then Nick. What do you think about the Chiefs and the Titans after watching what you saw? Sunday night. I mean, so with that statement, what I what I am saying, what I'm not gonna say is that the Chiefs aren't a good team. Chiefs are a great team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the six and two, but by the same token, the Titans are a team who are struggling to find an identity at this point. Um, I, I I don't I don't think it's a situation where uh, they need to take the, the training wheels off Malik Willis, so to speak. Malik Willis just isn't ready yet. Um, I don't, that's not to say that he won't be good in the future, uh, but he, he's not ready yet. 
Um, you know, there were there were passes, there were some opportunities there, were passes that he could have made that he just didn't see. Um, situations where he, you know, I mean, he didn't get don't drop back a whole whole heck of a lot of times. Obviously, um, you know, of course their their uh, strategy going in is going to be hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Um, so that we definitely understood. But uh, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times in this game for 446 yards, uh, completed 43 of them, 446 yards, one touchdown and one pick. The best thing the Titans did really was just kind of limit his big plays. And uh, so he, he really had to kind of pick them apart going up and down the field. And, uh, you know, they, they just made him, made him work for it more so than anything. Um, Derrick Henry, obviously another 100-plus 100, 100 yard game, another two touchdowns, uh, things that I should have put on my parlay, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs are a great team. Uh, they'll be one of the teams contending for for the you know for the uh, AFC crown, but uh, you know as you alluded to and as I said earlier, nobody has shown the consistency of greatness that the Eagles have shown this year, and so I, I don't think there should be any more you know uh, power rankings for the week that don't have the Eagles at number one. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not arguing with that at all though. T. <laughs> not at all. Hey, I um. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm rolling. Are we talking about as far as the Eagles being the best team in the league? Well, that that and the and just you know the Chiefs and the Titans game. Yeah, hey, listen, the Titans just seem like they're going to be there, right? Like they they seem like you know you have to ask yourself if Tana, if Tannehill is there, do they win that game? And I I don't know what you guys think, but I think they probably do. Uh, I just think that the Titans are are built to win tough playoff games, and if Derrick Henry is there. Uh, that defense is solid. They can't win games. And it does seem like they had a lot of kind of bend but don't break moments. The Mahomes with 440 plus yards uh, through the air. I think he only had one passing touchdown. I think the other one he had to run in himself. But at the same time, uh, even that's a time to me is a sign of a, of, a, of a good team that can win a tough playoff game. And that's kind of what I was telling my dad earlier that this might be a year where we don't know who takes the crown because I think that Tennessee, like they are any year, is capable of beating any other team that, that people typically think are better than them, being the Chiefs and Buffalo. And, and my Ravens fell victim to that a, a few years ago. So, um, hey, hats off to Tennessee, man, to, to be down your starter. And I think that in time, Malik Willis will be a lot better. Um, but to be down your starting quarterback and to still um, – come in the arrowhead and play a tough uh, Kansas City team and losing overtime. You know, that game could have got definitely gone uh, a different direction very easily. And as, as far as the Eagles being the number one team, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and concede that. I just, I don't see any team. And this is not me just going by their record. This is just me liking what I see from them when I watch them play. They seem to be the best on both sides of the ball. I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's arguing with uh, with Nick about that. Um, but I Nick just wants somebody to argue. It. Yeah, Nick just wants no, to just no. remind us. He just wants to remind I want, us. I want, I want everybody to have to accept it. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> we, 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 we accept it. We do. We do. Uh, I, but I understand where the, where the argument is coming from, Nick. It's not with us. It's more with media, with the media, uh, the other people in the media. And But I've heard more of, besides the Eagles, who else, you know, are, are good enough or who is second best or – you know, who who could give the Eagles a shot? Who can give them the first L? This is the things that I've been hearing. Not so much of they're not number one. They're good in the NFC. They're number one in the NFC, but then there's 
Josh Allen and the Bills. And so, but I get, I get it, Nick. All I'm gonna say is this: forget it, the Eagles. We know they're they're undefeated. Cool, fine. But as far as the the game on Sunday night, and I get what you're talking about, T. I mean, uh, Nick. But the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe they played a team that you know, like they're well coached. I mean, I know that they're not the most dynamic defense. They don't just – there's nobody that just jumps off the chart. Harold Landry's out for the season. But they do well at what they do. And they keep everything in front of them. Uh, they they didn't allow the big plays. It was a bend but don't break type of game on defense for them. And all they needed to do was just make a play or two here or there on offense and they could have blew this thing away. They really could have. But they did not and they couldn't. And training wheels – is the word I used on what they're keeping on Malik Willis because I could have saw more RPOs, and I don't know why I didn't see more of that. You've got Derrick Henry in the backfield. When you do an RPO, the linebackers are coming to cheat. That shit's going to work. You know, try it. I saw Nick Foles win a Super Bowl off of it. Uh, and, yeah, I know he had a little bit more talent uh, outside with Alshon Jeffrey and those guys, but they were all right. They weren't that damn impressive. They were all right. But they got the they got the Super Bowl victory. I just think Malik Willis could have did more RPOs. I think that it should have been uh, a little bit more of him running. They could have ran more. And I just thought that they didn't take the leash off. You know, I understand the first week in Houston, it was his first start. And I know this is Kansas City. But Kansas City's defense is not all that. So it's just like they come through when they need to, though. But they didn't have a game plan for Malik Willis, really. They say that they did for both quarterbacks, but – then the Titans should have won that game. And I think that they could have won it if they had just did a little bit more of what I just pointed out uh, as far as, you know, the Titans the Titans figuring out a way. Uh, those those back shoulder passes that Malik Willis was kind of dishing off in the first half, I didn't see any more of that. You know, if you want to give your guys a chance outside, maybe they should have did that a little bit more as well, the back shoulder passes, a little bit more RPOs, because nobody can make a play for the, for the Titans at wide receiver right now. They've got somebody that can, but he's on the he's he's hurt right now. It's a young rookie that nobody knows. I think it's Macbeth or Macbeth or something like that. Watch out for him whenever he comes back. Because he can take the top off of defense. Uh but anyway, Titans lose. They're five and three. Chiefs improve to six and two. And um it looks like the Chiefs are gonna win the AFC West for a seven straight season. All right, moving on. Uh as we need to hurry up and go ahead and push through. Nothing much to talk about in the NFL other than the Jaguars beat the Raiders 27-20. The Raiders are probably the most embarrassing team in the NFL this year. The Panthers. It's a time. Yeah. The Panthers lose 21-42 in Cincinnati as the Bengals get their swagger back. Um, the Vikings. We were right about that one as well. They're 7-1 and with another victory as they beat the Commanders in D.C. And Kirk Cousins. It was his you like that, you like that comeback game, homecoming, I mean, so to speak. And, uh, look, everybody's talking about the Eagles, but the only loss the Vikings have this year is to those undefeated Eagles. And I wonder how that would work out if they see each other again. Anyway, Vikings 7-1. and one. We talked about the Bills losing to the Jets. Shout out to the Jets. And uh, the Bills also have uh, some more problems on their hands other than the loss. There is, a, there is a minor injury. I guess it's minor. We're not, we're not sure how significant it may be with Josh Allen. As he's go, he has something going on with his elbow, and it's the elbow in his throwing arm, uh, the right elbow. 
Chargers over the Falcons, 2017. I got that one wrong. I know I picked Atlanta. I don't know about you, Nick, but the Chargers, they they had them as the as the uh, three-point favorites, and they won by three. That damn Vegas. I don't know who I picked on that one. I think we both said Atlanta because of that. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen would be out, but they still had the Chargers three-point favorites. And this was yeah, one of those games. Like, that sounds like something I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we we went ahead and went with the plus with Atlanta. And and uh, if you saw how that Atlanta lost that game, though, you would be very upset. Um, if you put them on a parlay, I hate it for you. Atlanta had the game one. The dude picks up a fumble, and he starts to run down the field, and he fumbles the damn ball. Just, just drop it. Just drops the damn ball. And the Chargers get oh, it back, and they kick the winning field goal. That, that was insane. But anyway. Um, the Patriots win twenty. The Patriots win twenty six to three over the Indianapolis Colts, and we know how that went for the Colts after that game. Um, the Buccaneers got the win over the Rams sixteen thirteen. Buccaneers finally get back to their winning ways, and uh, finally, I guess this is how we'll finish off the football week. The Lions beat the Packers 15-9, but more so I would like to just see what you all have to say about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing a fifth straight game. I'll start real quick. There was a lot of things that went on in Detroit. I said I'm not picking the Lions because I agree with Terrence Smith. They just seem to find a way to lose. This would be the week they fucking won when I said they would. <laughs> but, but, but anyway... My, it had to happen at some point. It had to happen at some point. But here's my beef with the Packers. Lil Wayne was oh, on yeah. was on Undisputed on Monday morning and told Skip and Shannon that they should have got rid of Aaron Rodgers before the damn season started. I was like, what the? F-? Okay. I said when we did the NFC, NFC North predictions that the Vikings would win the North. I think we can all agree that they're probably going to win the North. The Packers, I don't know where I had them ranked at in the NFC or what record I had for them, but I didn't have them winning the North. A lot of things that has been going on this season, you can say, mm, yeah, they missed Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, um, they could use Randall Cobb right now. I think he's hurt. Lazard, he's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, there's been a few drops. Yeah, the defense hasn't been that good. But they hadn't ran the ball that much. When they do, they don't run it. They kind of run it okay. They just don't run it enough. And Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions. If I'm wrong, please let me know. But the two interceptions that he threw in the end zone or near the red zone was his damn fault. And I could also point out four or five more plays where it was his inaccuracy on why the on why the wide receiver didn't catch the damn ball. Uh, I guess I'm saying all that to say this. At some point, Aaron Rodgers should be blaming his damn self. At 50 per, this is not this is not acceptable. So, guys, I'll ask you, and we can wrap it up. The Packers are 3-6 and six on the season, and it is their first five-game losing streak since Aaron <coughs> Rodgers first took over as a starter in 2008. 2008. My daughter was one years old in 2008. She is now 15. That's how long it's been since they had – a five-game losing streak. I'm not saying Matt LaFleur is not to blame for this either, but Aaron Rodgers got to start taking some type of accountability. What do you guys say? 
So I'm I'm not gonna. I mean, yes. And when when you have a team that's three and six and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, everybody gets to blame, including Aaron Rodgers, right? No, that that's, said, no, no, that's wrong. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get any damn blame. Let me rephrase. Everyone deserves some blame, including Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Said that All way. right. All right. Yeah. That yeah. being said, gotcha. his slice of the pie is much smaller than everyone else's. The biggest thing that I blame Aaron Rodgers for when it comes to this season and comes to what's going on this season is the way he's behaved in the previous seasons that are very, very much similar to his predecessor. And, you know, doing the whole flirting with retirement or, you know, <laughs> wanting to leave the team type thing or whatever, because that is what actually drove Devontae Adams to look and say, you know what, I'm going to go play with my college buddy and Derek Carr. Now, this may be the, the the worst decision, you know, on both ends on both ends of the spectrum that I think we've ever seen in a free agency situation. Devontae Adams leaves and goes to the Raiders and they suck. And the Packers now suck without him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, that that's the biggest thing that I blame Aaron Rodgers for is that had he been more consistent and a little bit less of a of a butthole, I mean, just call it what it is, then, you know, you may would still have, you know, the, your best weapon and arguably the best weapon in football uh, still there to support him. But, you know, without that, uh, with an offensive line that's not, you know, necessarily, necessarily doing the greatest, uh, you know, he doesn't look like the Aaron Rodgers that we've always known. And so, uh, as a result, the Packers suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I b- before I say any, any, anything, I just want to ask the question: Does the receiver make the quarterback, or does the quarterback make the receiver? <laughs> I guess it depends on who we're talking about. Yeah, for so, yeah, for so long, I always thought that you know I heard there are all those narratives about Peyton Manning making uh, making receivers great, but no, I think Peyton was so great because even though Peyton just was, and may, may, he may not be the best example to use, but. Uh, Marvin Harrison on one side and Reggie Wayne on another side. Those were two great receivers, and they made him greater than what he what he would have been had he not had them. That's not taking anything away from Peyton. I'm saying that to say that's what I believe growing up. And in the past few years, you know, we could we all use Stephon Diggs as, as an example of how he got to Buffalo, and 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 Josh Allen's trajectory changed immediately. Well, Aaron Rodgers lost his uh, Stephon Diggs, which was Devontae Adams, and now you look over at the at the box score on on uh, on Las Vegas's uh, side and and you see that uh Devontae Adams still puts up numbers 10 catches I think 140 plus yards I think he may have did he have a touchdown in his previous game but anyway the point is he's still he's still putting up numbers but you look over at Green Bay and that team was primarily the same as a matter of fact many people thought they were better on defense than they uh, than they were last year so that team was primarily the same with the exception of Devontae Adams is not there and they look totally different. Totally. So you know, sometimes I think it's worth it's worth asking the question: Does it does the receiver make the quarterback, or does the quarterback make the receiver? Now, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarter, uh, Hall of Fame career. If he if he t- retired five years ago, he would have still been a Hall of Famer already. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to diminish his career. I'm not trying to call him overrated or washed or any of that. Oh, of course not. But I, what I am what I am saying is that sometimes we undervalue. Uh, how great these receivers are because a lot of these teams, a lot of these quarterbacks mm-hmm. would have to work a lot harder and they just simply wouldn't be as good without them. And we see it happen right in front of our eyes. Yep. Well said, T, and I agree. And uh, nobody's saying he's not a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I've been oh, on Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. I've been on record to say he's the best. He has the best arm talent I've ever seen in my life. With all that being said, 
There's only one Super Bowl to show for that. Well, one Super Bowl win. And, yeah. um, well, no, he's only been in one Super Bowl. He hadn't lost one. It just just one Super Bowl appearance. It was a win, but there's just one. And the record, the postseason record, doesn't look that good, if you look at it now, since that Super Bowl victory in 2010. And all the things that Nick has said to you all, to all of our listeners here on the Great Debate Show about the talent of Aaron Rodgers and how good he is, and he's not lying, he's not wrong, but I'm not seeing that that same quarterback that Nick has been alluding to as the season started, as we were, you know, getting ready to talk about it during training camp, preseason. When the season started, Nick was talking like Aaron Rodgers was still in God mode. Well, he's not in God mode right now. I don't see Roman Reigns anywhere around this motherfucker. He is not in God mode. He's looked, he looks terrible. And the interception that he threw in the end zone, that's on him. The second one that he threw right outside the end zone, that's on him. So I'm just saying, all of this stuff that Nick has been telling you all, ladies and gentlemen, we don't see that Aaron Rodgers. And I just wanted to bring that up, that he has a lot to do with why they are three and six. It's not what he's telling you all. And the reason why I'm getting on his ass is because I'm sick of his body language. I'm sick of his, I'm sick of, I'm sick of his antics. Everything about him and him being so passive aggressive. I saw Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football put his hand on his chest four or five times, as he should have, because he did miss a few throws. But Lamar Jackson is the best damn football player in the in, in football. And I don't know if anybody would even argue with me about that. He is probably the best football player on any field. Maybe not the best quarter, maybe not the best quarterback in the league, but looking at what he does with that team, with that coach. And y'all know I don't really care for any for the for the team or the coach. But what he does, what he does with what he has to work with, yeah, I'm gonna say he's probably the best football player in the league. Now I know you could say Aaron Donald or Derrick Henry, all of those names go up in the debate as well. I'm just saying the point I'm trying to make is several times on Monday Night Football, I just saw him say, My bad, my bad, my bad, G. Every time I see Aaron Rodgers miss something. Motherfucker, why you didn't go that way? Why you didn't go this way? You're supposed to been dropping in the flat. You're supposed to been go sitting in the zone. It's always somebody else's fault. It's never his. Never do I see Aaron Rodgers put his hand on his chest and say, my bad, G. I saw Lamar do it three or four times on Monday night. So, like, accountability, my brother. That's all I'm about is accountability. Point blank, period. So, hey, just, just, just. Tell me that I got to do better, too, sometimes. We hear teammates say that all the time. Derek Carr, he was just talking about how the Raiders are just – he said there's a lot of things I want to say, but I'm not going to say it publicly. But he did say that we've got problems, and it starts with me. I've never heard Aaron Rodgers say that shit. That's what I'm getting, that's what I'm getting tired of right there. Yeah, yeah. And that's my guy. I, that's, I, I'm the same one before we were podcasting, telling everybody that's a bad man. I was saying it before Stephen A. was saying it. That if you want to be real. So I'm just saying we're not being hard on them. We're just calling the facts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's about it for the Great Debate Show, to be honest with you. I don't really have that much more other than Kyler Murray was seen having some words on the sideline again, this time with his wide receiver, no drop D-hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and I guess I'll just I guess I'll just ask you guys briefly. After the Cardinals lost again to the Seattle Seahawks at home, now three and five or three and six, one or the other, 
Is it time for the is it time for the Cardinals to end this marriage with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray? Yeah, I, I do think that um they need to at least explore uh getting Kingsbury out of there. They just seem to seem like they're never gonna really reach their potential with him being there because they do have potential and, and you know, we always come into the season thinking that these guys are going to make some serious noise. Um and I just don't, you know, last year they were looking like one of the best teams and then, then they fills it out and it seems like to me they just haven't recovered from that. And and maybe part of that was um part of that was not having D Hop to start the season. Then they had Marquise Brown and, and I think he's out for the season. So mm-hmm. everybody's just kinda, you know, getting back acclimated and maybe they'll be okay. Uh, but it's just not looking like they will be. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never been the biggest fan of either of them, Kyle Murray or Cliff Kingsbury. Obviously, it'll be Kingsbury that'll go first in as A, Kyler is the quarterback. B, they just paid him. Uh, so, you know, I, I think Clint, I think Kingsbury should probably see the writing on the wall that, um, you know, you've had two coaches already fired midseason. I think Kingsbury will at least finish the season. But uh, come that come that Monday morning, they call I think they call it Black Monday or Black Tuesday, following the end of the year, uh, you know, Kingsbury, I think, will be showing the door as well. Um and to be honest, I, you know, if Kyle doesn't work doesn't work with the next coach, he'll be right behind him. You know, whether they look to trade him or or if they move on from him once they've you know knocked out a significant portion of his guaranteed money, uh, we know how the NFL does. It's very much a what have you done for me lately league, and uh, lately Kyler Murray hasn't done much. I told people Kyler Murray should stick with baseball. I said it before the NFL draft in 2019 when they drafted Kyler Murray. And then we drafted Nick Bosa right behind it. They should have went with Bosa. They went with the quarterback instead. They said the hell with Josh Rosen. And they went with Murray. They said the hell with Steve Wilkes. And they went with Cliff Kingsbury. It ain't working out. Either one. It's not working out. And I'm glad it's not working out. Uh, I did think the Cardinals would be better this year. The Super Bowl's in their hometown. But President Biden said we're no longer in a pandemic. And a pandemic. He said that months ago. So, with that being said, that that kind of rules out my uh, my my theory of you know these Super Bowls being played with the hometown team, which happened the past two years while we were in a pandemic. I guess that won't happen then right now, and it's definitely not looking like the Cardinals will be hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, what do they do with Calamari though, real quick? I mean, because I know Kingsbury's out of there, but with the contract that Murray just got. Unless you can find a sucker that's gonna actually trade for him, which I doubt. What if, they they're kind of stuck with him then, right? At least for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyler, Kyler get at least another to try to make it work. Uh, they'll bring in another coach after this season, and uh, he'll get at least a year. Maybe you know if that year goes decent, mm-hmm. they probably give him a second year to try to do try to you know see if it works with that coach. Mm-hmm. Um, by then, they'll probably have exhausted a decent bit of his guaranteed money. And uh, have themselves an out. I, I don't know exactly what the quarterback, what the contract looks like for him, but that would be my my guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, we forgot to mention Joe Mixon's big five touchdown day, but again, the Bengals played the Panthers, so it wouldn't didn't want to hang on that too long. But great day for Joe Mixon. That was a hell of a day for him. Five touchdowns in one game. What a day. And uh, they scored 42 points. So he basically was in the end zone every time they scored, except for one, uh, one except for one touchdown. Um, that's pretty much it. As far as NBA, the Nets lose to the Mavs. Thought they were going to go on a roll without Kyrie, but they didn't. They didn't get that win in Dallas. 
let's see. The Grizzlies lost a close I think, one. I think Kevin Durant missed two free throws at the end to, to seal it for the Mavericks. Oh, wow. Wow. Ouch. Well, that's something we should have been leading the show with. I didn't know that. That's how they lost? Yeah, I, I, just, saw it, I just saw it a little while ago because Shannon uh, uh, was tweeting about it. Shannon Sharp. Mm. Of course he was. Yeah, of course he was. Because, ooh, because ooh, one more chance to defend LeBron. Ooh. Yeah, but exactly. But, but Skip, you know exactly. Well, first, of course, he was talking about Skip. How you know Skip gonna be losing his mind about it? Uh, yeah. And, you know, somebody said something. He was like, "If that had been LeBron, what would the conversation be?" Yeah, I, I think it's more so of that. He knows Skip has been really praising KD lately here, and so he just wants to mess with Skip about KD. But that 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 is not a good thing that he missed two free throws. That's not good at all. Uh, so they no, and, and, and they lost by three. So yes, he's definitely the reason why they lost. As far as that goes on the, is the free throws, Memphis lost a close one at home to the Celtics. The Celtics won the East last year, so they're a tough, they're a tough, a tough game. But um, yeah, I didn't get to catch any of that game either. But I wish I had a 109-106 Grizzlies lose to the Celtics. So uh, that one hurt. The Cavaliers and the Clippers. The Cavaliers are playing good basketball. They're they only had one loss up until now. They're about to finally take their second loss in L.A. Um, 115-117 with 11 seconds left right now as we speak. And it looks like they're just going to finally foul him. Yeah, they're going to lose this game in L.A. Finally, they're going to lose their second game. But I told you the Cavaliers are playing good. The Warriors came back at home and beat the Kings. Sacramento should have won that game. But um, the Warriors, they did what the Warriors do, and they found a way to win that 116-114. Um, still, something about the Warriors, though, man. They, 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 they still need to get it together. I don't see it just yet. Um, we talked about Klay Thompson. I won't get on that again right now. It's still early, but uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, we, we're over the hour mark. I'm done. Guys, Nick, Terrence, anything you all got before we – oh, the Knicks. Terrence, your Knicks also won. Good game. You beat the Timberwolves, a team that I've been that I was kind of high on during the offseason. At some point, we're going to talk about them and how they look because they've been kind of up and down in this early young season. Nick, uh, T, T, anything you want to say about your Knicks? No, man. I, I am proud of them. I hope that they continue uh, with the success that they're out there. I've already built up. Um, you know, I don't have any super high expectations for those guys. I just think that basketball is a, is a sport where you uh, – the NBA is a league where you kind of pretty much have to have at least one superstar to win. I don't, I still don't think they have that. They do have a good young team that, hey, they are exciting to watch, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Red, Reddish. You got Reddish now. And adding him with R.J. Barrett, and now you've got Brunson, of course. Randall, like they're not that bad. I mean, there's other teams in the East that may be better right now, as of now. Cleveland, one of them, it looks, but they're not bad. And I, I just think that the Knicks, Derrick Rose, still coming off the bench, if he can just stay healthy a little bit, man, the Knicks could be, they could do something. But they put a beat down on the Timberwolves uh, in Minnesota, and they the Minnesota came back. But yeah, uh, we, we'll have to come back and talk about the T Wolves. I'm sure Nick is ready to have that debate with me. But right now, I just don't know what to say <laughs> about them just yet. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's it. Another great, great show on the Great Debate Show. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download. Rate and review. 
that is it for us. We'll be back on a Friday, and we will be talking about Thursday night football and and so many more uh, games for Week Ten as we get started. A lot of primetime games our teams have been having here lately. Nick just had the Eagles play on last Thursday night. Uh, Terrence just had his Ravens play on Monday night. And 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 what do you know? Sunday night, my Niners will play the Chargers. And then on Monday night, Knicks Eagles again on TV in primetime for Monday Night Football next week as they will host. Oh, no, they will go to D.C. to take on the Washington Commanders. They've got to do better with these primetime games, just my opinion. Like, yeah, not to mention this week's Thursday nighter is the Falcons versus the Panthers. See? You see what I mean? <laughs> My point wow. exactly. That's yeah. terrible. My point exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, listen, guys. Guys and the people that are watching, if you want the primetime games, games change, it's simple. Don't watch them. That's right. To be fair, to be fair, that's a the real... Falcons and Panthers game a couple weeks ago was a great game. It was a great game, and now I got to see it because of that one play. I got to watch it. <laughs> right, right. T, real speed. That's all you have to do. Seriously, just don't watch it. You gotta let them know. You gotta let them know. Every, everything is 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 driven driven through ratings. That's Stop it. Stop watching. That is it. Point blank period. That is it. And and we were doing that in 2017. So many people. Uh, grip Grip was one of them. T. I didn't know at that time, but he 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 let it be known that he really kind of let it go after the cap, after the Kaepernick stuff. I had a few people that did not join my 49er club. Because they were like, yeah, we're going to do it. we just wait until Cap, you know, get signed by somebody. I was like, shit, brother. All right, well, man. Well, it's been real. You'll never be in my, in my club because he's not playing football again, and he didn't. But I respect them. So what I'm saying is that, yo, we control the narrative. We just got to understand that, and we got to do what we got to do. You tired of seeing these primetime games? Don't watch them. When they see the ratings and the numbers, they will be like, okay, <laughs> out the window with that, and they will come up with another, yeah, with another plan. Uh, everything was working in 2017. There was a lot of people that were not watching for so many different reasons. People were not watching because of cap, and people were not watching because they were tired of seeing uh, a lot of black NFL players put their knee in the ground during the anthem. So either way it go, nobody was watching really. And then they called, then they called your boy Jay Z up, and he said we were past the kneeling, and everybody started watching again. That's the way it goes. But we control the narrative. We just got to understand that. T said some real shit right there. I mean, some real spit. But anyway, we're done. That's it. Another great show. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. It's the Great Debate Show, and that is it. Y'all, please, whatever you do, be safe out there. Peace. Peace out, guys.